Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Tara Saraban, and you're listening to World's Dumbest Criminals, an upbeat podcast about deadbeat crims. If you're keen to hear about the most ridiculous, bizarre and downright stupid criminals and crime stories in the world ever, you've come to the right place. In today's episode, I'll be talking about a 28-year-old woman who posed as a student at a Miami high school in an unfathomable attempt to get more Instagram followers, an English guy with a habit of having vigorous sex with inanimate objects and himself in public places, and much more. Alrighty, let's get cracking. In May 2021, Audrey Francisquini, dressed in her best teenager cosplay, put on a backpack, stuck a skateboard under one arm, and strolled into American Senior High School in Miami. The 28-year-old who worked in sales for Carnival Cruise Line didn't know any of the students there and had no connection to the school. So what in the 21 Jump Street hell was she thinking? Fortunately, she didn't have nefarious intentions. She decided to pretend to be a student at the high school in an effort to get more Instagram followers. Why? It's hard to say. Media reports mentioned that she was an aspiring influencer but I don't know why she wanted a higher profile since she didn't appear to be promoting anything. Perhaps she was just thirsty for more likes. The Daily Mail tracked down her Instagram account. It had 388 followers, which is embarrassingly more than my World's Dumbest Criminals podcast one currently does. They said her posts consisted primarily of photos of street art, a young boy who appeared to be her son, and angry rants about Joe Biden, designer clothes, her ex-partner, and the sheriff's office she used to work for. To liven things up a bit, she sometimes did her rants while wearing a Satan mask. I'm not sure what companies would pay her to plug their products with that kind of content. But what do I know? Though, gothic jewellery companies often DM me wanting me to model their quasi-Egyptian pendants and goat skull necklaces but I'm pretty sure they're mostly multi-level marketing organisations that dabble in human trafficking. Once inside the school, Audrey wandered the halls handing out flyers to students advertising her Instagram account. Now there's some clever marketing. Can you think of anything in the world young people like more than flyers? The kids these days don't talk about anything else. They spend hours doing TikToks about their flyer collections. So modern, so now. The wannabe Instagram star also filmed herself inside the school and shared the footage to her Instagram stories before deleting them. A student told WSVN that Audrey was showing off her Instagram feed to their bemused classmates. 
When asked about her pictures and videos of her wearing a devil's mask, the student said, It's crazy. It's very creepy. Well, maybe that was the response she was going for. Forcing her Instagram feed on her phone in the faces of disinterested students caught the attention of a high school security staff member. They asked her what she was doing there, and she told them that she was a new student looking for the registration office. After being given directions, she walked straight past the registration office and resumed handing out her flyers. At one point, she allegedly approached a group of students walking toward their classroom, blocking their entrance to class until they'd accepted one of her flyers. I guess she figured they could learn more from her Instagram account than any kind of textbook learning. When the security officer approached Audrey again, she ignored him and just continued handing out her precious flyers. The thirst is very real in this one. The security guard then notified the administration that there was a potential threat on school campus. After Audrey noticed school officials descending on her, she walked through an exit door and off the premises. When they yelled for her to stop, she ignored them and just continued scampering off. I wonder if she got to hand out all of her flyers. If she had them printed in colour on a nice cardboard, they might have been quite expensive. Fortunately, the flyers did turn out to come in handy. Several students probably cut bits off, rolled them up and used them for filters when making joints. And as the flyers had her Instagram handle on it, the police were able to use them to track her down. As the police descended on her North Miami Beach home, Audrey did not lose sight of her priorities. She remained locked inside long enough to post an Instagram story. Now this is the kind of content people want to see. In her story, she said, I legit have, I don't know how many cops outside my house. I'm not going outside at all. Well, that last bit proved to be a lie because the police arrested her and took her into custody. According to police, when they began explaining to her what charges were being filed against her, Audrey told them that she wanted to show them a video she'd recorded on her phone while she was at the high school. Rather than prove her innocence, the police said that the video correlated exactly with their report. <laughs> Audrey was charged on three counts, one for burglary of an occupied dwelling, one for trespassing at an educational institution, and one for resisting an officer without violence. At a bond hearing the next morning, Audrey's lawyer told her, If someone shoves a camera in your face, just don't talk about this. Oh, that'd be hard, though. Just think about all the followers she could get from the media reports if she just showed the news cameras one of her flyers. In addition to the three charges, the judge ordered her to stay the fuck away from the high school. This bizarre thirsty escapade turns out not to be Audrey's first brush with the law. She used to work as a deputy with DeKalb County Sheriff's Office in Georgia, but it seems she was a bit confused about what her role entailed. See, deputies are supposed to fight crime, but when Audrey was a deputy, she committed some instead. In 2017, she allegedly hacked into another female officer's phone and social media accounts and maliciously posted the woman's private naked photos to her Instagram and Snapchat. That's some dark-sided revenge porn shit. Not cool. She was arrested after a 29-year-old Atlanta police officer said she was getting texts and calls from friends 
telling her that her explicit pictures were up on her social media accounts. The police report listed Audrey and the victim as being acquaintances. I wonder if they were romantic rivals or something. Not that that's any excuse. What's the bet the victim had more Instagram followers than Audrey, though? The report also stated the victim told police that after the nude pictures were posted, she started receiving messages from Audrey swearing at her and telling her she was going to learn. That's some butt-hurt Neanderthal shit right there. In a statement about the incident, DeKalb County Police said, As soon as the department was notified of the allegations, the officer was immediately placed on administrative leave. The criminal investigation led to three charges. She remains on administrative leave pending the outcome of the internal investigation. The outcome of that case was not made public, but obviously Audrey doesn't work there anymore. After her release on bail for her pretending to be a high school student to get more followers shenanigans, the Daily Mail reported that Audrey created a new Instagram account featuring her latest mugshot. Oh, come on, Audrey. That's not good branding. If your flyers had one account listed, surely you'd post your mugshot to that account. The bio of the new account said, Goal, 30k. I guess that means like 30,000 followers. Content, coming, stay tuned. But the content never arrived and the account no longer exists. There's a primary school near my house. If I really wanted to increase my Instagram followers, I'd put a skateboard under one arm and go hang out there saying, How do you do, fellow kids? Then I'd hand them some sweet flyers with World's Dumbest Criminals podcast Instagram info. Primary school kids are mostly under 13, though, so I'm decades older than them. And I'm six foot one, which might make blending in a little bit of a challenge. 74, Eddie. We got a 1080 at the 145th Street location. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Trevor Smith's public sexy time exploits first hit the news in 2018 when he was caught by staff at a railway station having intercourse with a traffic cone. In his defence, I think we can all agree that traffic cones are incredibly sexy. 48-year-old Trevor's vigorous lovemaking session on April 14, 2019 was rudely interrupted by shocked members of staff at Wigan North Western Station. At around 9.30pm, two Virgin Rail workers were waiting for the elevator. When they looked through the elevator window, they saw Smith sitting on the floor with his pants and undies pulled down and the upturned cone on his lap as he thrusted at it. One of the men told police he was disgusted by what he saw. He stated, I believe he was trying to have sex with the cone. I was in complete shock. 
I have not seen anything like that in all my time working on the railways. He was in a location where anyone, including children, could have walked in and seen him. His co-worker said Smith was clearly out of his mind on drugs and did not appear to be fully aware of his surroundings. While one of the rail workers called the cops, the other tried to stop people from getting a ringside seat to their sexually explicit, though not at all sexy, shit show. When the police officers arrived, they found Smith lying on top of the cone with his pants still down. He had white powder on his face and a baggie of drugs was next to him on the floor. After realising the cops were watching, Smith extricated his manhood from the cone and pulled up his pants. When they asked him about the bizarre incident, he told the officers that his trousers... (laughs) When they asked him about the bizarre incident, he told the officers that his trousers had simply fallen down. Sure, Trevor, you got in the lift, your pants fell down, and then you tripped over and fell on the traffic cone. A likely story. Due to the white powder on his face and the baggie of drugs on the floor, Smith was arrested on suspicion of a drugs offence. He got a pass on being pantless and banging a traffic cone in a public space because I guess that's considered acceptable behaviour and, as I mentioned, we all know how sexy traffic cones are. He told the police he'd spent the day of his romantic drug fueled lift encounter drinking heavily and watching football. He claimed his friends thought that he seemed a bit down, so they gave him some cocaine to perk him up. And it sure sounds like it did the trick. He told the police that he'd gone to the station to catch the train home. He got in the elevator thinking it was a locked room and that was all he could remember which is a very convenient time for his memory to suddenly fail him. The court later heard that Smith had two previous convictions for his public sexy time exploits. The first was in 2012, when a woman saw him performing a sex act naked while on all fours on the roof of a kitchen in Wigan, which is quite a visual. The authorities didn't particularly give a shit and he just received a conditional discharge. I guess they were like, "Ah, have at it, you big horny goose. He was arrested again in 2015 after being seen jerking himself off in a car. Apparently, a passerby asked him to stop doing it, but Smith refused. He then continued wanking for another 40 minutes. That would have been an awkward conversation, wouldn't it? Uh, excuse me, sir. Terribly sorry to interrupt, but could you please stop spanking the monkey? No. A three-year community order was imposed by Liverpool Crown Court for that one. When Smith breached that by failing to comply for drug and drink driving, the order was revoked and he was handed a three-month prison sentence. On March 18th last year, our pervy little mate was at it again. One of his neighbours, who lived in an adjacent apartment block, said that at about 9.50pm they were alerted to a noise outside. She looked out her window and saw a group of about nine teenagers, male and female, walking along the street. Then she noticed Smith hanging out his window. Due to his penchant for pervy antics, he was well known by his neighbours and the woman recognised him. She said Smith was leaning over the window ledge looking towards the ground. 
When he stepped back from the balcony, she noticed he was fully naked with his boxer shorts pulled down to his knees. And I bet you can't guess what he was doing. He was beating the bishop, burping the worm and choking the chicken. The neighbour said she was horrified and felt physically ill, especially because the group of kids was walking past and he was staring at them the whole time while buffing his muffin. She said it was disgusting and near a busy road, adding, anybody could have seen what he was doing. The unimpressed woman called the police. When they rocked up to his place, Smith was wearing a towel, out of breath, and sweating. (laughs) They searched his bedroom and discovered a bag of marijuana. They also saw pornography was visibly on display on his mobile phone. Since he breached his suspended sentence for the train station incident by committing this offence, he was remanded into custody. In court, Smith's defence lawyer tried to minimise his client's perverted behaviour. He said it was unlikely the group of teenagers Smith was jerking off at would have seen him, as he lived on one of the higher floors and it was quite late in the evening at the time of the offence. He may as well have just said, Picks or it didn't happen, Your Honour. Smith admitted possession of cannabis, exposure and breaching his suspended sentence order. He claimed that drugs were to blame for his behaviour, but a lot of people take drugs and manage to avoid furiously masturbating in public, so I'm not sure I'm convinced. The judge said the offences were considered aggravated because he was focused on the group of teenagers when he committed them and because of his criminal record. He jailed Smith for 10 months and he also sentenced him to sign the sex offender's register for 10 years. Smith had several goes at getting himself on that auspicious sex offender's register, but he finally got there in the end. I think the moral of this story is never give up on your dreams. To finish up, I have a few punchline crimes for you. These are cases with hardly any information available, and they sound more like jokes than something that actually happened. In 2011, police in Derbyshire, England, came up with a cheap and simple trick to arrest local fugitives as part of a 2011 campaign aiming to tackle serious crime across the county. The police were up against it when trying to track down fugitives as they lacked the resources and manpower to launch wide-scale manhunts. So instead, they got a bit crafty. They sent letters to dozens of fugitives on behalf of a fictitious marketing company that was offering people a free crate of beer. When a criminal rang the number, they were secretly put through to the police station. The officers pretended to be sales representatives and arranged a time and place for the offenders to come and pick up their free beer. Nineteen fugitives fell for the trick and found themselves in the pokey with precisely zero free crates of beer. In April 2019, Kian Tolti attempted to steal a car after breaking into a home in Edmonton, Queensland. The 19-year-old had serious form but bad game, which resulted in him earning a seven-page criminal record, mainly for burglaries and car thefts. 
Kian was easily caught by the police after he left behind a bag containing his phone, his birth certificate, tax documents and a court charge sheet in the car that he'd tried to steal. (laughs) Police prosecutor Natalie Keyes was not wrong when she described Kian's offences as extremely brazen and incredibly stupid. During a traffic stop in Mankato, Minnesota earlier this year, police searched 37-year-old Brandon Kiak and found a bag of meth in his pocket. Brandon had a rather intimate relationship with law enforcement. His epic criminal record included convictions for fraud, burglary, receiving stolen property, disorderly conduct, assault, DWI, theft, narcotics possession, check forgery, domestic assault, and driving with a revoked license. But apparently he wasn't guilty in this case. No, Brandon told the police the drugs weren't his because the sweatpants he was wearing at the time weren't his either. This just happens to be a defence Lindsay Lowen famously tried in 2007. But Brandon's Lowen defence didn't work for him either. See, Brandon was 5'11", and the guy whose meth-filled tracksuit pants he claimed to be wearing was only 4'1". This brings me to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe if you want to stay up to date with all future episodes. And if you liked what you heard, please leave a review. If you'd like to support the show, please join my Patreon. All levels get access to ad-free episodes and monthly bonus episodes, and the higher levels receive a variety of merchandise. So that's patreon.com forward slash world's dumbest criminals. Thanks so much to Travis for coming on board as a new patron this week. I recently released a new patron episode. It's about a South Wales police officer who tried to frame a girl who rejected him as some kind of murderous drug kingpin, a Texas woman who tried to buy another woman's baby at a Walmart, and much more. If you want more dumb criminals in your life, you could join our World's Dumbest Criminals podcast Facebook group, or follow us on Twitter at WDCriminalsPod and Instagram at World Dumbest Criminals Podcast. Write it down, put it on a flyer. Till next week, look after yourself, stay out of trouble, and whatever you do, don't commit a crime that makes you end up on this podcast. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.